Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Hoops Until My Wife Gets Home. This is a short-form podcast for NBA casuals ready to take it slightly to the next level. Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Tuesday, by the way. It's uh, not only Tuesday, but it's 2-22-22, so that's pretty fun. I don't know why I'm saying that like you probably haven't already heard it or seen it today, but I was pretty excited about it because I'm, uh, I'm pretty easily impressed. Speaking of easily impressed... The All-Star Weekend just passed. I know what you're probably thinking. Well, All-Star Weekend is over. What on earth is this guy going to talk about now? Because so far, his brand has pretty much just been talking about All-Star Weekend. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to talk about. I'm going to recap All-Star Weekend, of course. Basically, I just want to run through kind of the events that I saw and just grade the overall weekend and some of the events, some of the changes, and just uh, have a quick discussion on that. It's probably not going to be a long one today. So I got pretty much the whole weekend, which I was pretty excited about. I don't always get to sit down and watch all the basketball that's happening all the time because there's a lot of it. And just like this podcast is for people who don't want to be into basketball in place of other things, I'm kind of the same way. So I sacrifice basketball for other things a lot. But this weekend, it just worked out. I got to watch a lot of it. So that was really awesome. The only event I missed was the celebrity game, and I was really sad about that. Uh, it wasn't listed on the NBA app, and I didn't know that it was happening when it happened. So that's kind of lame. Apparently the Peloton instructor won the Celebrity Game MVP, so that's pretty hilarious and good for him. Uh, I'm probably going to go back and watch the highlights of that at some point. But, yeah, uh, overall I heard it was pretty cool, but I missed that one. So I started watching at the Rising Stars Tournament, which was awesome. I thought it turned out so good. Um, really just a good chance to get acquainted with some of these young guys. I watched the whole tournament. I thought the format was cool. I liked the teams. Um, I think a lot of times I watch basketball and I see a lot of these young guys in isolation and I'm able to say like, oh, LaMelo's really good. Um, Cole Anthony's really good. Darius Garland, that guy's a baller. Scotty Barnes, that, that kid's really good. And so I can kind of see these guys in isolation and think, wow, that's a really good young player. But this was a really cool opportunity to see everyone, all these young players in one game and just kind of realize, wow, the future of this league is really bright. There's a lot of really talented young players who are going to be in this league for probably a while. And, uh, yeah, it's just exciting, honestly, to see how much young talent there is and just think about the possibilities in the years to come. Um, I was bummed that LaMelo got out pretty quick. Yeah, but what are you going to do, you know? It was a lot of fun. I had a really great time watching it. I hope they stick with that uh, format next year because I would love to watch it again. I would love for this to be a yearly thing. So that was everything that happened the first night. The second night kicked off with the skills challenge, which was between Team Antetokounmpo, which was the three Antetokounmpo brothers, the two from the Bucks and the one from the G League, Team Rookies, and the home team, Team Cavs. Um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the format was really confusing and hard to keep up with, but overall I thought it worked pretty well. I think if they stick with it for a few more years, people could adapt to it. Giannis got mad at his brothers. That was kind of funny to see and kind of nice to see that. Like he takes that kind of stuff seriously. He's like a real, uh, competitor. Like he, anytime he's on the court, anytime there's a basketball involved, he wants to win. And, uh, you gotta love that commitment. Also, I just want to point out, uh, Scotty Barnes has good vibes everywhere he goes. That's something I learned this weekend. And another thing, I haven't had a chance to watch the Cavs that much this uh, past year. Evan Mobley, what a dude. He hit that half-court shot in, like his on his first attempt. 
to win that challenge. That was like just awesome. He did it in front of the home crowd. You got to love it. Um, and I was really about that. Um, after that, they did the three-point contest. And, yeah, I thought that overall was a really exciting uh, event. Probably the best three-point contest I've seen in a while. Um, I'll say quickly, as someone who lives in Atlanta and sees Hawks games a lot, I was pretty surprised that Trey didn't do better than he did. He was really rushing his shot on the first two racks in both rounds. So by the time he got later into the challenge, he had like so much time left and then he slowed it down and he just started draining everything so Trey if you're listening which I know you're not but if you are slow it down man don't overthink it you shoot threes like nobody's business this is your event you shouldn't be losing it however that is in no way to take away from Cat what a dude that was just awesome to see he set the record for most made threes in the final round of the three-point contest um, and not only that, he's only the third big man to ever win the three-point contest. It's him, Dirk Nowitzki, and Kevin Love. So big ups to him. Um, yeah, I think there was a lot of people who were probably doubting the fact that he was going to even make it to the final round, seeing as he was a big man against a lot of really good shooters. But, man, he really put him away. He was the first one to go in that final round, and he just, I mean, knocked down everything. So put so much pressure on the next two guys to go, so... I mean, how could he not win it? It was really awesome to see. I was really happy for him. And it was just cool to see a big man win the three-point contest. And then the last event of the night is an event that could have used a better big man. That was the dunk contest, man. I'm a big fan of the dunk contest normally. I think it's so much fun to watch. I thought the one a couple years ago with DJJ was really good. The Aaron Gordon, um, Zach Levine one is obviously like one of the greatest ones of all time. And usually you can just, even in a you know, maybe an off year of the dunk contest, expect to see something that's just really exciting. And this year, man, I didn't really feel it, you know. People came out with some interesting stuff. You know, uh, Cole coming out with his dad's jersey and then putting it on the Thames. I was like, oh, this is cool, like, cool little setup. But there wasn't much to that dunk. Um, Jalen Green had some cool stuff planned that he just didn't pull off. Um... Juan Toscano-Anderson, again, not bad, but not great. Um, ultimately, Obi Toppin won that event, and yeah, I thought he did good. I thought the first his first dunk was honestly the coolest because he jumped over someone and passed the ball around his back and then dunked it while he was in the air. And that was really cool, but he didn't get a lot of props for that. Honestly, he should have saved that for the last dunk because I thought that was the best one. Um, really, my main takeaway from this year's dunk contest is they need to make it three true attempts. Because, I mean, these guys just had way too many tries, and it gets really boring to sit there and watch someone miss the same dunk 20 times. Um, I'm hoping that, as rough as it was this year, that some better dunkers and some big men maybe see see that and think, well, I could have won that pretty easily. And then next year, hopefully, there's a better turnout for that event. Because, yeah, I agree with, you know, Reggie Miller and Dwayne Wade were really going in on it. But I agree with them. This year was kind of a six. Uh definitely not the best part of the night so you know normally the dunk contest is the highlight of Saturday night for the all-star weekend and I really just don't think that was the case the three-point contest was definitely the highlight but even the skills challenge was better than the dunk contest and the rising stars tournament was I mean honestly probably my favorite event so yeah rough one for the dunk contest I give it a six and that brings us to Sunday night the much-awaited all-star game I thought this year's all-star game was really good I like the format a lot. I like the teams. I thought they were well-balanced, and I mean, I think that's easily spoken to by the fact that 
one team won the first quarter, other team won the second quarter, and then they tied the third quarter. I mean, that's those are evenly matched teams. So that was pretty fun to see the first half. You know, they don't play as much defense in the first half really at all. So just kind of a fun exhibition to kind of see some cool dunks, some cool alleys, see what happens. Um, the halftime, a little bit of mixed reviews about, honestly, I think I might get some flack for this. I thought the fact that they introduced the whole 75th anniversary team was really cool, honestly. The fact that Jordan was there was really cool. People didn't think he was going to make it, uh, mainly because he was at the Daytona 500 that same day. But he showed up, he was there when he called his name, and he was there to challenge Magic to a one-on-one afterwards. That's a real story. You can look that up. So that's, I mean, that's our same old MJ. Um, But yeah, it was cool to see all those guys in one place. I will say it was long. It was really long. So, I mean, there was a long time for all the dudes to be off the court. It was a long time to be waiting to get back to basketball on a Sunday night when I had to get up for work on Monday. But, no, I mean, obviously it's cool to see all those guys. And the videos they did after introducing each category was really cool. If you guys didn't see those, I don't know if they're online somewhere, but I would look for those. They were, like, I mean, just seriously really cool. Um, Just little sizzle royals about basketball and the importance of it and all that stuff. So, yeah, really interesting stuff. I was definitely worried that as long as the halftime went on that a lot of the players would be cold coming back for the second half. But, man, one person who really proved me wrong on that, Steph Curry. I mean, that was the reason to watch the second half. He lit it up. He set the record for most threes made in an all-star quarter twice in that game, most threes made in an all-star half, and most threes made in an all-star game. He really lit it up, and I think he was either two or three points away from setting the all-time scoring record for an all-star game. Uh, in very Curry fashion, as he got closer to that record, he started forcing his shot, and it was in his reach, and he didn't get it. But, man, it was it was super fun to watch, and it's a reminder to everyone who gets tired of watching Steph and gets a little bit uh, used to his greatness. It's a good reminder for them to see, like, this guy's a generational talent. It's amazing for him to do it in uh, Cleveland. A lot of people are saying because he was born in Ohio that it's cool that he did it. Um, first of all, as someone from Charlotte, I want to point out that he doesn't claim Ohio. He's a Charlotte kid, I mean, through and through. So that's first of all. But second of all, they booed him before he started. And he was just sitting there nodding, taking all the boos, and then he turned around and, I mean, showed him probably the best performance that crowd will ever see. So, I mean, really, it was awesome to see him. Um how could you not send in your text to vote for him as the all-star MVP? He got it. So, I mean, man, what a cool story. What a great way to end the all-star weekend. So overall to me, it was uh, probably, I'd say an eight out of 10. I really thought a lot of the format changes and the people they picked for all the different events. I really thought it was a lot of fun. I think the dunk contest is the main thing that probably we need to revamp that and do a little bit better. The skills challenge probably could use some work, but I'm okay with giving it another year or two to figure it out. But the All-Star Game, great. The people in it, great. The format, great. The Rising Stars Tournament, I mean, for me, really rivaled the All-Star Game. I thought it was so fun. And three-point contest was a big highlight. So overall, 8 out of 10, a great weekend of basketball. And, yeah, overall really exciting. So, um, yeah, if you didn't catch any of it, I would recommend going online, watching the highlights. Um, you can watch the celebrity game highlights with me cause I'll be looking those up at some point. Um, but yeah, so for now we're just enjoying this break until basketball starts back on Thursday and, um, I'm going to be enjoying a night with my wife 
we're going to go for a little walk here in just a minute when she gets home. So I'm going to cut it off right here. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. And I'll catch you guys next time on Hoops until my wife gets home. Peace.